You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. go what's up guys happy valentine's day yes i'm so you know i i was confident and resolute we were not going to give up trying to get you into this live y'all we just finished filming um cody's becoming story which will air at becoming me.tv in the coming weeks and one of the themes was that you never gave up so i had like cody right in my brain from your story don't give up let's go winners never quit and quitters never win that's right. Well, hey, it is Valentine's Day. I am so excited. Yes, it is the amazing Cody Paddle. I'm not going to get distracted by the comments. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Justin? I appreciate the love. Love you, bro. Hey, dude, I did a terrible job getting questions for the guys. Just saying, if you have questions you want me to ask Emily today about singleness, dating, relationships, drop them in the comments. I will read it. I'm also going to let the ladies know y'all came through. We have like a spreadsheet. Too- <laughs> questions. Get ready, Cody. This is going to be so much fun. And hey, I know we have so many new people um, joining us. Thank you for joining us on this Valentine's Day. Cody, introduce yourself. I'll introduce myself. And then we'll just get this warrior conversation party started. Let's do this thing. What's up, guys? My name is Cody Cottle. I live in San Diego, California. I'm a single Christian 27-year-old man that is on fire for God. And uh, I'm just here to, to talk about singleness, dating, relationships, and hopefully bring some wisdom and value to you guys and help some of you ladies know what's going on in a, mind's, or a man's brain. We all want to know. It's evident by the spreadsheet of questions sent in. <laughs> um, so, hey, I'm Emily. For those of you who don't know me, I am a 30-year-old single Christian woman in Florida, Sunshine State. That's right. I lead Becoming Me.TV, a resource and community for people becoming who God made them to be. And I'm also the communications director at Church of Hope. So I think we're ready to dive in. We have so many questions, and I've narrowed it down to my top 11. So let's see where we go from there. And Cody is also going to be asking me questions as well. So let's kick it off with one that's not too hard, not too challenging. Start easy on me, all right? (laughs) Not too bad. What's the first thing that you notice about a woman? The ladies want to know. What do you? Such a good question. I mean, obviously a woman that takes care of herself, but for me, it's really the eyes. Uh, One of the most attractive things I always notice on a woman is just her eyes. Uh, You know, they're the gateways to the soul, right? Now, I'm going to throw it back on you. What is the first thing that you notice about a man that draws you to him? Smile. Smile? Uh, Yes. And, y'all, I forgot. Do I have a good smile? 
you have a great smile. That's why I agreed with Justin on one of your photos. You need to smile when he commented, <laughs> smile more. It's because you have a great smile, Cody. Come on. Okay, disclaimer for all of you who are joining us. Um, the answers and the insights that Cody and I share are literally just our opinions from one single guy, one single girl. So you might think differently. Um, you might not notice the guy's smile first. You might agree with Cody and notice eyes first. I don't know. Um, so if you ever have something that you want to add to the conversation, just drop it in the comments. This is a warrior conversation. It's not just two people talking at you. We are all stronger and better together. But I wanted to share as we continue to go through these questions, we're, it's just our perspective. So there's no right or wrong way. Um, okay, the next question. Start to heat it up a little bit. What about a girl makes you decide to approach her in person or DM her? Ooh, so good. Yeah, and I got to give a shout out to Vanna. I see you on there. Good to see some of my guys on here, my single guys. Um, you know, I, I'm always drawn to a woman's energy and personality. So what really makes me want to approach a woman, pursue a woman, whether that's sending a, a DM on Instagram or just going up saying, hey, I'd love to have coffee with you or something, is, is seeing that personality and that energy shine through. It, to me, it, and, you know, some guys might just be all about looks. For me, it has to be deeper than that. Mm, that's very good. I like it. Okay. Now, wait, wait, wait. Let's ask you the same question. You know, like... What, what is that for you that makes you actually like be willing to put yourself out there for a guy? And I know we can have the argument the guy's meant to lead and all of those things. But what is it about a guy that makes you want to pursue him? Oh, I really like how you said energy. Um, and I think because I think by someone's energy, you can see how they're living their life or who they're trying to become. And so obviously for me, becoming who God made me, Emily, to be is like my top priority. And so when I notice that there's a guy passionately pursuing becoming him too, um, like he's chasing his dreams, he's chasing his goals, he's dreaming big, he has ambition in life, like that's really attractive to me. Um, and so it makes me kind of go, hmm, like I wonder what, what, what is going on in this guy's life? Like what is it about him? Um, yeah, that, that would make me want to pursue a conversation with him. Come on, let's go. Better have good energy, guys. I, I believe that, like, what's going on inside of us, too, like, it, it reflects out of us. People can feel that when you walk in a room. 100%. And that's applicable not just for relationships either, but, like, professionally or um, where you're serving in your community. Like, how you show up sets the tone for every interaction. So we're totally. not attracted to people with good energy. Yes. All right. Okay, this one that women really want to know. Ooh, are men afraid to approach women? Like, are y'all afraid? Like you just kind of tinkered with, we could argue, like women can pursue men and we can, but are y'all afraid to approach us? Yeah, so it's, it's a loaded question, right? I think the short answer is yes. To be honest, I think every man to a degree has some level of insecurity, probably rooted in fear of rejection. I know we talked briefly on this, of approaching a woman and being rejected, right? And I think like, I'm a very charismatic man. Like I can go into a room and work a room. I can talk to 200 people, no problem. Guys, girls, doesn't matter. Um, any walk of life and relate to them. But when there's that one girl that I'm like, oh man, like she's the one I really want to talk to, I would be lying and I'll be vulnerable where I get nervous. I'm like, oh, I better not mess this up. <laughs> okay, so are guys scared even if like, 
if a woman is being like approachable and trying to make you feel comfortable, like it's okay, you can ask the question. Are you still nervous? No, not as much, but I gotta go somewhere with this just because it popped in my mind. I'm gonna speak for my guys. Like I'm, I'm pulling for us guys. Um, it, there's a fine line in today's world, right? Like it's like a guy wants to, to lead and to approach a woman and to ask her out or this or that. But then like, where's the line of some women make it hard now? to approach them and you don't want to be that guy that's trying to hit on every girl or flirt with every girl or this that and you should never be that guy doing that with multiple girls anyways that's creating a reputation but at the same time there's like i'm a go for it guy like if i want something i'm gonna go get it but in today's culture girls almost prefer you to like i don't know take like this roundabout way to them versus like a direct approach okay well we need to stop here because this could be a myth how, how do girls want us? How do we want you to go in an, a I'm going to ask you that. How do girls want men to approach them? Let us guys know. Uh, very straightforward to the point. I don't definitely don't want any roundabout games. I don't have time for that, nor the energy. So if you're starting to play games or be like all over the place, I'm immediately out. So just like straightforward, um, come, I mean, just ask the person to copy or if you're not so, so i'm gonna ask this because because guys are afraid of coming across creepy okay so what defines a creepy approach from a guy and a non-creepy approach hmm i would say a creepy approach would be if you live in the same area so like you you're not like in different states, whatever. So you're in the same area and you have the opportunity to meet the girl in person, but you choose to not meet her in person and only like DM her or like Facebook message her or whatever. To me, that's kind of creepy because like we go to the same church or we like work out at the same gym. You have the opportunity to come meet me in person. Yeah, you're taking the social media route. That would be a little creepy to me. I understand and you can totally... Um, you know, bounce back off of me if you want, that maybe that's an easier way to fight off rejection. If you're not sure, or you're just trying to see, feel like the comfort zone. I'm not, I don't know, but that, that would be creepy. Um, honestly, like, and this is where ladies, you could probably disagree with me and let us, let me know in the chat, but I am at a point where I'm just direct. Like, it's not creepy to me. If you just come up to me and you're honest, um, whether that's in person or online um and then take it in a mature way back if i'm not interested yeah i mean i just don't i i don't agree with wanting y'all to be roundabout yeah i gotta right now take a moment um i've done a lot of coaching too and stuff in mindset often the the fear in our mind of of doing something is much more scary and more than what it actually is right so i think i'm speaking for my guys and my ladies a little bit that stuff that's going in your head and that fear that you have, it's never as bad as you think just going up and asking her out. And you know what? If she says no, hey, you shot your shot. I'd rather know I have a definite no than not be sure at all and never go for it. Like, what do you lose? You lose nothing. You either get to go out with the person or you know they're not for you. And I got to say this because my boy Edward will appreciate this. Who's married now and has three beautiful kids. His wife rejected him for eight months in a row. 
he asked her, they had like, uh, he was in lending and she worked at the bank. And every time he got on the phone with her to talk about loans, he asked her on a date and she rejected him probably 60 times, I think they recorded. And then she said yes. And they're like soulmates. So don't be creepy and like, you know, stalk a girl. But I'm saying that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not the right time. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a fan of that. No, that's awesome. Okay. So how can a woman be approachable? Hi, Sam. What's up, bro? How can she show that she is interested? We've kind of talked a little bit about there could be some nervousness. There could be a little bit of fear in approaching a girl. So how, how, like, how can we be approachable and not come off like we want you to, I don't know, go roundabout or that we're hard to approach? Okay. So the question is, how can a woman be more approachable to yeah. a man? Um, and that's hard, right? Because discernment's so big on this, right? Um, I think there's a healthy way to do this in, a, in an unhealthy way, right? Ladies, you don't need to show a bunch of skin and wear skimpy stuff to get a guy to come up to you to ask you on a date. Yeah. For a guy like me, that turns me off. That's just attention seeking. I think a woman that is, I mean, I think that there's, there's a level of how women talk. Like guys usually like try to get a little bit insider secrets. If it's within social circles, like, Hey, what's the deal with her? Is she single or this or that? Right. So I think there's known within your circles of letting people know like, Hey, you know, I am single and I am open to having a relationship or dating someone or seeing where that goes is big within your circle because your friends are going to protect you. Yeah. And, and usually when a guy tries to infiltrate and get to know you better, your friends are going to be the first line of defense that a guy's got to make it through to really get to know you if you have a healthy ecosystem like that. But I would say um, in conversation, when you guys have like guys that, that probably like you, they're most likely a little bit nervous to bring it up out of fear of losing their friendship with you, but they want it to be more. Um, I'm trying to think like what would be a thing that a woman could do to make herself more approachable. Sometimes ladies, guys need it like plain as day in front of them. Like you guys think we can figure out these elaborate things like solving puzzles and riddles and we can't. Our brains don't work like that. We sometimes need it like right on the wall in writing in front of us. Oh, wait, she's single and she's open to dating. Duh, why don't I ask her out? Mm. I hate to say that, men. I'm not trying to dumb us down, but it's the truth. We get all in our heads and worried about all these things. And sometimes right in front of us is, is, is the one, but we're so scared to ask her. I can speak, I'm afraid of sometimes ruining friendships mm -hmm. with women that I care a lot about as a friend, but I know there's there's something more there, there's chemistry, but I don't wanna ruin the friendship, so I hold back. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm tracking. So what about guys, right? So how do how do guys make themselves more approachable to women? Okay, I feel like, I feel like in general, are approachable. Um, but I that women don't want to do the approaching, or at least this one doesn't. So I have no problem starting a conversation, swiping right on a dating app, whatever the case may be. Um, but I don't, I don't want to be the one to make that move. And I think that at what, what kind of strong, independent woman you are, I think at our core, females want to be pursued. And so I don't think that there is an approachable problem um, when it comes to men. I think women want to be approached. Um, they want to be pursued. And I, I think that's why that question was asked. Like, how can I be more approachable? So they'll yeah. 
I agree. I think that naturally men, our masculine energy is meant to lead. We're meant to pursue the feminine energy in a woman is, is she wants to be pursued. She, you know, that's the thing she wants to be led, even though we won't go down the rabbit hole of how that's flip flopping in today's society and men aren't being men anymore, but I won't go there today. If you are that guy, be a man, bro. Uh, I would say to my guys watching this and I get to watch it often in times, the problem is us just not being men. And just being too scared to go pursue a woman and put ourselves out there. And uh, we probably, as a whole in society, need to do a better job of that. And that's where y'all can reference this because you have a woman on record saying tonight, please approach us, please pursue, please ask the question. Like, we want it. And if you've been watching the comments at all, women are agreeing with me in general. So at the end of the day, just have the boldness to make the ask. And then the maturity that if she's not interested in you, just move on to the next one and thank God for protecting you from what wasn't the best for you. So hey, I got a question. So for my Christian guys uh, that are very involved with the church that are always around amazing single Christian women, selfishly asking this, but also for some of my friends, it's tough when when you ultimately you you want a, a woman that's equally yoked right and and you see that in a woman inside of the church for me i have this fear of like not wanting to be that guy right like i've almost seen other guys be labeled that guy like the guy that just tries to like date every girl in the church so i'm so afraid of like getting that label that i just don't go for it with any of the girls because i'm like oh, i don't want to be that guy but then i'm like i don't really want to find a girl outside of like on hinge or anything like that and all i do is run a business or go to church so that's the only two places i'm gonna meet a woman mm. so how do you like do that right how do you approach a woman you go to church with that you think there's uh -huh. something that could be there without being that guy and by that guy i'll define as the guy that's just trying to date the girls in the church because right. you get one shot in our church i'm just gonna say it awakens like you get one shot if you miss you're like oh he's that guy all right. So here's where I would I would make the foundational distinction. If your definition is you're just being that guy to date all the girls at the church, like don't date any of them. Like if you because if that if your MO is you're already going into this thinking that you want to date all the girls at your church, no. Like, no. You wanna and and this is gonna be a little ahead of the game. Um, cause you obviously going on a coffee date does not mean you're getting married. So what I'm about to say, like, just hold that in one hand. Um, but when you go on dates with people, you shouldn't already be thinking like, I'm going to now date your friend and her friend and then her friend's friend. Like you should be pursuing that girl because you want to get to know her. You're not already thinking about dating more people at your church. And so I just think like, you're not that guy if you're going into it with, a different focus. Um, the second caveat to that is at the end of the day, let's say you do go on a coffee date with that girl at your church, and then you go on one with her friend, and then her friend's friend, and then her friend's friend's friend, because the rest of them didn't work out. What if one of them was the right person for you? At the end of the day, would you regret looking like that guy to people whose opinion 10 years from now, they're not going to remember your dating history. And quite frankly, they're not going to care. Um, it's a 30 second, like, I don't know, thought process through their mind. People are thinking about themselves a lot more than I think we think they're thinking about us. So make sure you have the right motives, the right foundation. Then I'd say, go for it. Like, don't let the fear of 
I don't know, whatever the outcome could be, keep you from meeting the right person for you. So good. Love that. Thank you for taking the time to answer that. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. Okay. So let's talk about meeting people. You've mentioned church, right? We also know we're in an online dating world. There's like TikTok applications now, which is a thing. Um, you can DM someone, you could meet someone in Whole Foods or Home Depot now, like the possibilities are endless. So what's working? What's not working? How can we meet people? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, there's endless opportunities to meet people. I think it's understanding what's important to you, like where you're going to meet the person that, that you want to have in your life, right? Um, you know, church is a great place if you're there, but maybe that's not the place that you meet your signal. We have all of these apps and stuff. I'm, I, it's funny, I own a, a content creation business. I'm in the social media game. I will never take applications through TikTok. I just think that's silly. That's ridiculous. I'm old school. I want to sit down. I want to buy you coffee. I want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I don't like DMing. That I think it's so annoying. Like it's personality doesn't show through text messages. If you know me, I send voice messages. Like it's much more personal. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's discernment of what's best for you. Like if you're not in your current areas that you're in proximity to meeting anybody that interests you, then I think it's time to take it to that next level where we do have a digital world and say, okay, I'm not meeting her at church or at work or at the grocery store or whatever. Maybe I can, you know, find a girl online that's in proximity to me that can be my person, right? Um, I'm not the best person for this because I'm so old school. I'm fighting with all of my willpower to not fall into the traps of the DMs and to still like meet a woman in person. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my answer for that. But I, I will kind of direct it back to you, Emily. I feel like you have more wisdom in this. Where do people look to, to find someone else? I don't know if I have more wisdom in it or that I've just been willing to try, I don't know, different things. So interesting fact um i think it was my 29th birthday yeah it was 2020 so obviously the world gets nuts and how you meet people totally changed and so it was my 29th birthday and i remember talking with my family about being like singleness and life not unpacking how i thought and it was my dad's idea to try online dating he was literally like what do you have to lose just like try it see if it works. I don't know. And up until that point, to be very honest, I was not a fan of online dating. I am personally a lot more old school. I would much rather have the in-person copy as you just described. And I totally agree with your answer. Like if you're not in your area, meeting people you're interested in, like at what point do you start to expand? Like, where can I meet people? Right. Uh, so I tried online dating I've tried different apps and I mean, I, I think I've come to the conclusion online dating is probably not for me. Um, and that's okay. There's lots of different reasons, but I'm really glad I tried it. And so, um, I recently last week at becoming me.tv shared a blog post about five things I've learned, um, in singleness. And the biggest thing I would share, if you're going to try online dating is to have boundaries in place and your circle people know about it it can be really easy to fall down a rabbit hole of getting frustrated or depressed. Um, you kind of have to get thick skin pretty quick because you're going to talk to different people every week. Sometimes 
I mean, a conversation could last 24 to 48 hours. Like it, it, you just, you learn a lot through the process, but my circle, knowing what I was doing, having boundaries in place really helped me not feel like I was going to lose my mind um, or get frustrated in the process. So yeah, I would say like try online dating in a healthy way. I'm not opposed to DMing someone in a healthy way. Um, I just think at the end of the day, being open to the fact that our God is huge. Like he literally introduced people in his timing in his way, however he wants to, it could be in your hometown and it could be someone halfway across the world. Um, and so I just think being open and available is the best way to go and not trying to control how and when it's going to look. Oh, that's so good. I love how you ended that too. Being open and available, be willing to try different things. I am a firm believer of that. I'm willing to try anything. You know what? And if I find out, oh, this isn't for me. And I do know sometimes the first time could just be a terrible first impression. I'll, I'll try it at least twice. I'll give everything at least two times around. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm about it for sure. Okay. Oh. Another question would be, oh, this is a fun one. Do emojis have hidden meanings? Like girls want to know if you're sending hearts or winks or does that mean something? What what do emojis mean? Right. So I think it depends on the person, right? Because I've seen some people that very freely use emojis, right? Like I've, I've had even like someone that was like the most non-sexual like thing ever, a woman that's like a friend, like send me winky faces like all the time. And at first I'm like, what the heck's going on here? You know, because <laughs> my immediate reaction was you said a winky face, like there's a meaning behind it. But uh -huh. that was just like how she like messaged. And I got used to, I was like, oh, well, this is just, you know, how she messages. Mm -hmm. um, I think for guys, like, typically there's probably, we use emojis less typically. So there usually is deeper meaning behind it. Um, yeah, there's discernment there, right? Like, and getting context on that. And I think if you don't know the right time, just asking like, hey, just for clarity, like, you know, is there meaning behind these emojis and stuff like that? Which is like really awkward when I just said that. I think there's a discernment of time and place. But I think the short answer is yes. I think ultimately we use emojis with meaning behind it. Why else would we put them there? Yep. I 100% agree with what you just said. Cool. Yep. My five what minute way of answering a 30 second answer. <laughs> no, no. It was like literally <laughs> so crisp crisply and cleanly. And I couldn't agree more like yeah i i definitely use emojis with meaning so yes um, the red flags say it one more time what are the red flags that when you meet a woman you're like yes i'm gonna ask her a coffee and maybe you're having that coffee chat what are the red flags that you're like oh nope this isn't the girl for me yeah i think um I mean, there's, there's a lot of red flags, right, that we can identify in people. I think some of the ones that I noticed, um, just like red flags of noticing someone that really doesn't have their stuff together and their life together. Um, when I start to see hints of, wow, this person really needs to, like, do more work on themselves right now, they shouldn't even be dating. Huge red flag for me, right? They just don't have their stuff together. Honestly, it's a red flag if you're, you know, you're my age and you're still trying to figure out like your career, what you want to do with your life, a little bit of a red flag there it doesn't mean I'm judging you. We all have changes and stuff like that. Um, bringing up ex boyfriends and, and toxic relations and, and ships and stuff, total red flag, still not over them, still going through it, still probably texting him. Uh, 
going out on the weekends, every single weekend with friends going down to bars, clubbing, things like that. Total red flag for me. 14 months sober, have no interest in that. Um, and guys, this is just my opinion and my perspective on it. Yeah, I'd say I kind of look at like, hey, this. And then like, also like conversation around God, I'm pretty bold about God. And, and when a woman immediately is like, oh, yeah, I don't really, you know, believe in God, instant red flag, right? Like, I'll be a good friend to you. But there, there's no way like, I'm just not going to go down that avenue right now. So those are just some red flags that pop up. What about you? What are some red flags for guys? Hmm. Definitely, like if they're not pursuing a relationship with Jesus first, um, I think one of the things, and I actually shared this with my dad today, um, what I appreciate about how he modeled love for my sister and I the most was that he loved God most, loves God most, and he loved my mom best. And so Ooh. in our life, like- Oh, gentlemen, love God most, loved mom yeah. best. Yeah. So he, and he would say too, like- my mom is not first for him. Like he's not first, like God is first. And then it's my mom. Um, and so I just think that sets this foundation that like, if the guy's really pursuing God at the end of the day, I really know he will love me best, like point blank. So the one big red flag is that he's not pursuing Jesus. I'm out. Um, probably other red flags. I love what you said about career. And I'm with you, like, we all have life change, we're all becoming and discovering who we want to be. But if you don't have a job, or you don't know what you want to do, like, it's, it, we're probably not gonna work out. Um, drive dreams and ambition. Ooh, if yeah. um, you are like, content to just stay the same forever, like I'm that, that's not for me. Like I, I, a green flag, which we'll get into in a moment, but would be somebody who always wants to be learning and growing and becoming themselves. And so if you don't have a, a drive to learn or grow or dream bigger, it's a red flag. Um, this is also one that is personal to me, but alcohol is a red flag for me. Um, family history and um, just family addiction history. And so for me, like, that's not something that I want in my future family at all. So it's a red flag. Um, and I think with some specific red flags, I will share, um, depending on when and how you meet someone in the right context, I'm very upfront about the red flags pretty soon, especially if it's something like alcohol. Um, so yeah. for example, that's not a common red flag for a lot of people. And I know that. And so I don't want to string a guy along or get into a ton of conversations and then people's emotions are in play and their feelings. And then I'm like, Oh, by the way, I have a really strong red flag on alcohol. So, um, I think when you identify your red flags in the appropriate time and space, make sure if some of them are non-negotiables, um, that they're communicated and you're, and you're really looking out for them sooner than later. So good. While you were talking, one other one popped in my mind um, that I've had to learn the hard way when a woman just doesn't know what she wants. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and to be honest, that's tough. Most women I meet, at least at my age, don't know what they want. And if they have no even idea of what they want, it scares the crap out of me. Because if you don't even have a target, how are you ever going to hit it? Mm -hmm. So like, if you're just trying to like wing this thing, like, yeah, that's a huge red flag mm -hmm. for me. And, and then also, I think 
one of the things I see is women want to multi-date. They almost want to get pursued by like a dozen dudes and then like pick, oh, this one looks better. This one makes more money, this and that. I don't have time for that. So if mm -hmm. I get any whiff of a woman's doing that with me, I'm out. Yep. Um, the Bachelor is a TV show, like not our lives. So I just think, yes, I agree with that 100%. Um, and I also want to say to the ladies, because I think that a byproduct of not knowing what you want is not knowing who you are. Woo! And you earlier, yeah, you said like if, if, and I, I can't remember if it was this question or a different one, um, but someone not knowing who they are or not putting in the work to, to make themselves healthy. And if you don't know what you want in a relationship, it is a very clear indicator that you don't know who you are. And um, so take the time now to figure out who you are, because if you don't know who you are and you're not healthy, there is no way you're showing up to that relationship healthy or being able to be two healthy people together. So Take the time now. Get to know yourself. Um, that's what BecomingMe.tv is all about. So just DM me. I'll set you up with some resources. But get to know you. So. So good, yeah. Emily. Yes. Okay. We identified red flags. But let's talk about the more fun flags. The green flags. What are the green flags for you that you're like, yes, let's move Since forward? I go first on every question. You're going to start with green flags. And I'll riff second. Perfect. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like this could be almost a flip of your red flags, right? So green flags are obviously, does he love Jesus? A second for me would be, um, I have a very strong family unit. I grew up, um, I'm really thankful to have grown up with parents and a sister that like now they're kind of my best friends. And so if, if the guy doesn't jive with my family, it's not going to work out. Um, so that would be a green flag, them liking him. Another green flag would be just having that drive, but also someone that you can laugh with. So I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a perfectionist. I'm going to chase the dreams and the goals all day long. Um, but I want to have fun while I do that in life. And so I, a green flag would be someone you can run with, you can become you with, but you're going to have fun um, with them. My sister is an Enneagram seven and she kind of brings out that fun in me um, that just, we can both be serious and chase stuff, but I want to be able to laugh. So somebody who can make me laugh is a good green flag. Um, someone who, just some fun green flags, but they're totally not non-negotiables. These are just green flags. So grain of salt, guys. Um, country music's a fun green flag. I love country music so much. It's ridiculous. Man, you would love the guys here in San Diego. I know they'll go line dancing and two-step and I still got to learn. I would love that. Okay. Um, total, total green flag. Like if you don't drink coffee, I'd probably die inside a little bit. That would just be, <laughs> um, and someone who likes the beach. That's a total green flag. I love the beach. Yeah. So some fun in the midst of serious green flags. I like it. Those are good. I got to follow that up. Yep. Your turn. <laughs> um, first thing that came to mind is um, I love a woman that challenges me, that, that makes me better. So if I'm around a woman and I already feel like, wow, she challenges me and makes me want to be better, that's such an attractive green flag um intelligent conversation i have to be able to have intelligent conversation if we go out to coffee and i feel like i'm talking to a wall it's it's just not gonna work so a green flag for me is you ever just have those conversations where you meet someone for the first time and you're like locked eyes with them and next thing you know like an hour two hours three hours goes by 
great green flag. I'm like, wow, I really enjoyed that conversation to the point of where time just disappeared while we were talking. Yep. And uh, that's always an amazing green flag. Uh, someone I can have fun with. I'm a goofball. A lot of people don't know this about me. Like, I'm super goofy when you get me comfortable. Like, I'm weird. And when I get around a woman that, like, I feel comfortable, like, I can be goofy Cody because everybody sees me as this motivational business owner professional. Behind the scenes, I want to be a goofball. And I don't want to feel, like, insecure about it because a woman starts acting weird around me because I'm just being myself. So I think when I get to that point with a woman and just feeling comfortable in that awesome green flag, it's kind of a deeper one, right? Um, yeah, just and just a woman that has drive. If you're driven, like, I'm like, come on. Like, that's that's my kind of girl. So I'm immediately drawn to drive. I love it. Awesome. Okay, we covered the flags. But let's talk about friend zones now. How can a woman know she's in the friend zone? How can a woman know that she's in a friend zone? I think this is, this goes for both sides, right? Like this is always a lot of like, for one, people don't know who they are and they don't know what they want. So we have a lot of issues with friend zoning because people just aren't like, they don't even know who they are or what they truly want. A lot of friend zones come from women or men not knowing what they want and, and having an opportunity with someone that really cares about them, but because they don't know what they want, they place them in the friend zone. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I've always just learned when it comes to friend zoning, uh, just having the conversation. I don't know if I always have like the perfect intuitiveness. I think for you can tell if someone's into you or not, right? Like you can tell if there's chemistry there. If the person that you are pursuing doesn't reciprocate that chemistry in any way, shape or form, there's probably a good chance you're in the friend zone and they have no desire to be more than that with you. But if you don't know, have the courage to have the conversation. Yeah. And I'll add, even though I shouldn't have to, at the right time and place. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're at a public location around her friends and this and that and stuff and your friends, you don't pull her aside and have that conversation. Very wrong time to do that. You reach out to her and say, hey, would love to grab coffee with you. And you go to that coffee and you tell her, hey, you know, I, I really like you. I would love to take you on a proper date. And you're going to know right then, man, if she's like, you know, I, I think you're an amazing friend, like all this stuff, but I really don't think I want to be more than friends with you. Okay. You just got your clarity. You don't need to stay in the friend zone for the next six months wondering, oh my God, could this ever go somewhere or not? Wasting all that time when you could have been out there finding a woman that was perfect for you, that's interested in being with you. So I think it just comes up to the courage to have the conversation. Yes, I agree. And from the female side, I will use the word friend like so much in conversation. If, if the guy hasn't done what you just outlined, so he hasn't said, hey, Emily, like, let's, you know, have a deep, so to speak. Um, and he, and I feel like he might have feelings, but I don't know. I'll just make sure with my words, I make it very clear. I see him as a friend. Um, so that's something I, I kind of go with. And ladies, use the word friend a lot. Oh yeah. Almost yeah. trying to get the picture. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I know, cause I use, and if, if you follow me, I use the words warrior friend a lot. Um, and so I'm also careful in using that with guys. 
So if it's a guy who's definitely a friend, I definitely call him my warrior friend, like just like I would a, a woman, like you're my friend. Um, but I don't want to make it confusing. So if there's somebody I'm interested in or I'm talking to, I won't even use that terminology on them until I have clarity on what that is. Um, but I try to make it very clear with my words. And like, ladies, just be clear. Like you're not, if you consider this person a friend, it's not being a friend by stringing them along. So be honest and let them know that you just see them as a friend. So. So good. There's some good wisdom there too. I think we often overlook the words that people are intentionally using. Cause now that I think about it, if I definitely like don't want to be more than friends with a woman, I do intentionally use the word friend as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Next question. This is a good one. What questions can a woman ask to find out if a man is emotionally available before she lets her feelings get involved? And how can she ask, the, ask these questions in a way that's not too aggressive or too off-putting? Ooh, this is, this is deep. Yeah. Well, I, right, so time and place is huge on anything. It's often not what we say, it's, it's how we say it, right, guys? So for you ladies, um, you just got to be direct with a man. A man, like, we're hard-headed, and you just got to be, we prefer, I can speak for most men, maybe men that aren't men will disagree, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I would prefer, in the right time and place, a woman just being straightforward with me. And I'll tell you what, it's attractive. When, you, when a woman actually does do that, you're like, wow, okay, no more messing around, you know, no games here. Like, if I have any, I mean, there was woman I dated for several years that I had an amazing relationship with we were really good friends for a long time and she really liked me and she just in the right time and place said hey listen like I really like you and I and I want to be more than friends with you but I don't want to I don't want to just mess around or this or that like we're gonna date we're gonna date she like just approached me like that and I was like wow I respect you so much for having the courage to bring that up to me and I, I liked her too. And that circumstance, I guess I just wasn't the one that brought that to attention first. I was afraid of ruining our friendship. And so I will say, if you want to know if a man is emotion, emotionally available for a relationship, watch a few things with him. There are red flags you can identify in him. See how he's behaving, how he acts. Is he super flirtatious with every single girl, this and that? Is he just trying to be a playboy? that I want it. He's probably not emotionally available for a relationship in depth if that's the way he's acting. Um, and then I would just have the right time and place to just talk to him and say, Hey, like, you know, are, are you wanting to date, you know, a woman right now and just straight up ask him. Mm -hmm. And then ladies also set a standard. Like, I think like one thing that needs to happen in today's society, we live, someone phrased it to me not too long ago. I'm trying to remember what it is. But Dating nowadays has changed so much where people don't commit to one another. It's like this weird, misconstrued, like twisted, like form of dating where we're just going to like hang out and do all this stuff together, but never really make it like official and stuff. And that's like the new thing. And like, you should not settle for that. Like if you want a man and you want to be in a solid relationship, you make that man like commit to you or don't be with him. Yes. I feel like there should be a million hearts popping up on the screen for that right now. I agree. Yeah, guys, the engagement has slowed down. What is going on? Show us some love. Give us some hearts. Drop a comment. Do something. Let us know you're still here. 
Yes. Oh my, hey, there's definitely some love right there. Okay, I love it. So when you want to be with someone, do you say it or do you wait for something specific to happen? So if you like, I mean, I don't know whether you've been on a couple dates or you've had conversations and you're like, I, I want to pursue this. What tips you over the line to making the move? Yeah. Well, I think the answer is always yes. Right. Like you don't know what you don't know and you have to go for it. And if you want something, go get it. That goes for men and women. Um, I think that there is once again, back to timing and place is huge, right? Like, if a girl's never gotten the opportunity, you've never bought her coffee or spent time with her and had one on one conversation for one, how do you know that mm -hmm. she's actually the right woman for you? And how would she ever know that you're the right guy for her? If some relational equity has been built, time has been spent together, there's chemistry there, usually it actually flows pretty natural, right? When you actually find someone you're vibing with well, then it, it then it honestly kind of just falls down to just being direct about it. Hey, you know, I would I would love to actually date you, like t date you with intention, take you on a real date. I think there's levels to this, right? I think there's asking out, I want to get to know you better. I think there's maybe a couple of those. And then, wow, we really vibe well together. Hey, you know, do you actually want to date? You know, and I like when that vocabulary is used, now it's exclusive. I think that's where you enter the territory of honoring her and she honors you. And you're not out going on dates with other women and this and that because you're dating with an intention at that point. Does that that? Yeah, no, I think that that's so wise. I, I love that answer for sure. And it makes me think of like how we've already mentioned a couple times, our words really matter. And so obviously the whole reason we're even having this warrior conversation Instagram live is because there's confusion on what is the guy thinking? What is a girl thinking? And we could clear up a lot of the confusion and heartbreak if we just like valued the words that we say and we don't play games with each other and we're just clear and direct. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this. At what point, right? So a guy comes up to you, Emily, and hey, I would love to buy you coffee, right? At that point, it's, it's you're just friends, right? He, you're, you're, the guy's going out to coffee with you and there's just conversation, right? You're just even seeing if the one-on-one -on -one conversation's even worth one another's time, right? So that goes well. You, you go on another friend date with a guy, right? And then, but at what point do you feel is okay for a guy to ask you actually like to really start dating him? Yep. So I, who, okay, I'm going to answer how Emily is. Um, but I will say, I think if you are not he emotionally healthy, you don't know who you are. First, you shouldn't be going on the friend dates. Take the time, take yourself on a coffee date, get to know you. Um, because with what I'm about to answer, some people could be like, you crazy, I don't know. But I, I, after one conversation, have a very strong read on if I would wanna continue talking with someone. So for me, one coffee date, two coffee dates, like I'm still talking to you, be direct, ask the question, let's go. Um, because by then, I, I, I don't wanna waste any time of my time, I don't wanna waste somebody else's time. And so I would rather, I would, and, and getting to know someone is a journey, right? So I'm not saying in like two coffees, you know, everything there is to know about this person, but in like two coffees, I know if I want to keep getting to know you or not. And I would rather us determine that and keep moving forward or part ways and, 
go on new first and second coffee dates with someone else. Um, but that's because I know who I am and what I want. And I don't want to keep just going and having coffee to have coffee because I can buy myself coffee and I have too many other things to do. So, I mean, I would just say, go for it. Ask, make the move. Man, that's, that's so good. And I love how you talked about like knowing who you are and what you want first. Guys, I think that if there's one really common theme you could take out of this, when you really know who you are, you've done the time to, to develop that self-love, understand yourself, what you want in a significant other, then it's much easier to go out and be intentional about that. And I'll be honest, for a lot of my life, I didn't know that. And, and part of the reason that I'm still a single man right now, because everybody always asks, right? Like, oh, Emily, why are you still single? Are you know, single? Well, maybe it hasn't happened yet too, but there's also a degree of, I think I was, I've been working on Cody. You know, and really learning, you know, what do I want? Yep. How can I go out and find the woman that's perfect for me if I don't even know what that looks like? Yes, I agree. Okay, so to kind of flip that question a little bit, in a guy's mind, when he's going on a friend coffee date, whatever we want to label it, um, in y'all's mind, like, is there like a magic number that you're like, oh, I'm going to, I can get to know if I want to keep getting to know this girl. I'm like two, three, four, like, or does it depend? I guess it could depend on the guy. I think for me, the way I've typically worked is I want initially conversation so important to me. And so like, I love coffee too. Like I'm a coffee guy and I think caffeine, right. Gets you talking, loosens you up a little bit. It's a great way to get to know somebody. And then I usually I'm an adventurous guy, right? So the second thing I'll do to hang out is something to do with outdoors. Let's go on a hike. Let's go to the beach. Let's do something right. And I think typically after that, I have discernment. Um, man, I also will say I had a mentor speak life into me one time that if you know, she's not the one, then don't waste her time. And and because you're also wasting your time and her time. If you want to date with a woman once or twice and you know that she's not who you want to pursue, you're doing her and you a disservice by continuing to lead that relationship on. Uh, so I'm very big on that, where I will not continue that out of honor and respect for the woman and myself. So typically after two, if we go three, there's something there and, I, and I'm going to have that conversation. Yep. No, I think that's so wise. And discernment plays a big role. So, and for me, that stems from my relationship with God, right? So I'm in tune with, okay, what is he saying? What is, what is his spirit telling me about this person right now? And just staying in touch with that and then being honest with the person. Um, okay. I have two more questions for you. Okay. So, yeah, I got two as well. Oh, perfect. Why date someone? <sighs> so good. Why date someone? Well, ultimately, we were put on this earth um, to find a significant other, to fall in love, to procreate, to have a family. God created man originally to love him and have a relationship with him. Adam was lonely and God knew that. So Adam pulled out of or God pulled out of Adam his rib and wove Eve, a woman. There is a symbiotic relationship between man and woman. Um, we complement one another. We're designed for that purpose, right? So knowing that, I know that part of the purpose of life is to fall in love and to have a family. Now, you don't fall in love and have a family and procreate until you go through a dating phase of finding who is the right fit for you. I don't know if I fully believe in soulmate and the one. 
I think there's compatibility. I think you're probably compatible with a lot of people on this earth. There's a lot of men and women. I think it's just going through the season of understanding who we are and what's important to us and what our core values are, our non-negotiables and a significant other. Taking the time to put yourself out there, even though it's uncomfortable, go through that dating. And, and maybe for you, it, it's only a few dates. Maybe for some of us, it's a few hundred. And I don't, I think that's okay. And I think understanding that's okay and not beating yourself up. Gone on a lot of first dates with a lot of women. And I've had discernment, you know what? She's just not the one for me. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm never going to have a wife and I'm never going to have a family if I don't put myself out there and date. Mike, drop. <laughs> you that so well. Like, seriously, that was amazing. What about uh, you? I literally feel like I want to say ditto just, you know, <laughs> for a guy. But I, I agree. I think. Um, Can I get you vulnerable right now? Yeah. It's gonna be a little uncomfortable for you, right? But I, I, if you're okay with it. Bring it, let's go. Emily, you're 30, right? Yep. Okay, so there's a lot of people, I have a lot of friends. Most of my friends are over 30 and stuff too. And, and many of them that are single, right? And you know, Justin yep. as well and stuff. Yep. When you get to 30 years old, I think we freak out a little bit, right? I know I'm not 30, but I'm almost there. And, and you're like, oh my God, like I thought by 30 years old, especially for women, I would be married, I would have a family, I would have kids. Um, you've been through that. And I know I've had some conversations with you. What wisdom would you share about being there and not giving up? Yeah, so turning 30, I had a lot of mixed emotions. I vividly remember, um, like, as a middle schooler looking up to these college age girls and they just went through this succession of like diploma marriage kids by like 26. And so as a 13, you know, 14 year old, I watched that. I had a lot of dreams. I wanted to be this like career strong, independent woman person. So I thought surely 28 was old. So I'd be married by 28 and kids 29, 30, all of that. And turning 30, obviously none of that has happened. Um, I've been pursuing the career goals like no other, but it was a weird feeling. Like having that little girl, Emily, on my shoulder, like, wow, like you thought this was old and I definitely don't feel old. I think that, like the best days of my life are in front of me. Um, and so I think what I really le have learned, especially over the last several months is to take your disappointment and like hold it and be okay with it. And that being disappointed doesn't mean um, that you don't trust God or that you're giving up or that you're going to be single for forever. Um, but you can't really like heal from being disappointed that a dream didn't work out if you're not willing to look at it and to wrestle through it and ask yourself really hard questions as to why am I disappointed right now? Um, was it just because at 13, I thought this was the timeline for my life? Or is it just because culturally, like everyone on Instagram in my age range, like has the house and the white picket fence and all the things. Um, and so in wrestling and holding the disappointment and giving yourself, giving myself like that grace and space, I've come to a much deeper appreciation for who I am. So I feel like a big theme in a lot of our, our answers has been like knowing who you are. And I don't think at this stage in my life, I would know so confidently who I am if I wouldn't have been willing to look at the disappointment of the last year um, and really wrestle through it. 
Um, for a long time, I tried to just brush it under the rug and be like, oh, like, I don't have, I'm not like a warrior if I'm disappointed um, or if I'm sad about this or if I'm frustrated. And I think I've come to the conclusion, the reality is real strength is being able to look at your disappointment and the, the really frustrating parts of life and like journey through it and not around it or over it, but like go through it and um, fall more deeply in love with Jesus. And so in the middle of that, yeah, I'm 30 and I'm very single and I'm figuring out a lot of stuff. I don't have all the answers. I don't have life all figured out. Um, but I know more deeply who does. Um, my relationship with Jesus is the firmest foundation like of my life. And I think this is not everybody's story, but I think for me, potentially, if he had introduced me to Mr. Right earlier, perhaps I wouldn't be as in love with Jesus as I am right now. Wow. And so that is something that I am so thankful for. I think there's a lot of other so one, look at your disappointment, go through it. Two, spend all this time to fall in love with Jesus. Three, get to know who you are. Um, what a gift. Like when I'm married and have kids, I won't ever have this time and space and availability ever again. Like life will look very different. And so for me right now, being able to steward the season that I'm in to really know me and be the healthiest Emily when I do show up with that guy like what a gift for both of us. And so I think I know that singleness in your 30s, your 20s, your 40s, your 50s, whatever age is a gift. And we need to stop looking at it as this age definition of your identity because that's not what it is. Um, and you're going to miss out on your life if you really think like I have to meet all these milestones by a certain age. So yeah. That's some of the that answer. was the true mic drop. Let's go. What an answer. I think you just shifted some lives. I think I even needed to hear that. That was powerful. Well, it's what God's teaching me. So I um, mean, it hasn't been easy, but it's definitely, I, but I also think becoming you is never easy. And so when you choose to lean into it um, and really chase after it, it's going to be so uncomfortable, like nothing about becoming ever comfortable or easy and so learning to lean into the hard things and do it and yeah and, and you know one thing is and I was going to get in this at the end and maybe I'll go more into it but sometimes we're just not ready we're not the person that you know who we want to be with um deserved yet and that's hard to swallow you know and I you know what I'll share it now because it's just on my heart I had a mentor challenge me years ago to take a piece of paper and I encourage everyone watching this that's single to do this and to write down on that piece of paper, all of the qualities I wanted in a woman that I wanted in a wife. And now it's got even further because I have more mentorship. Now I'm one half of the paper, right? Non-negotiables huh? other half of the paper. Um, how do you say it? Like, basically they're they're not non-negotiables they're qualities you would like in a woman but they're not like half to half right like my buddy um Jeff Hugh, him and his wife he was single for six years and at the church and changed his life and walked in purity and did all these things but he was so set on having a blonde hair blue-eyed wife 
that his wife was in front of him for several years with brown hair, brown eyes, that mm -hmm. he was just too naive to see it. And now they're happily married and their love story is incredible and they're authoring books and they're teaching single people and all of these things. So have your non-negotiables, but then have preferences on the other half side preferences. So non-negotiables on the left, preferences on the right, get very nitty gritty in detail. You don't have to share this with anyone else, but here's the caveat. We've all heard that. Turn the paper over. And I'll write on the other side of the paper, the type of man or woman that person that you just described deserves. And then the hardest part is ask yourself, are you that person? So I did this uh, about three, four years ago, and I was not even close to the man that the wife that I wanted to marry deserved, being honest. And it rocked me. And I cried and it was tough. And, it, and I was like, wow, like, how do I ever expect to attract a woman like this when she deserves a guy like this? And I'm like this, you know? So I was like, there's this gap. Why don't instead of I focusing on going out and finding a girlfriend, I focus on becoming this guy? Because mm -hmm. by becoming this guy, my becoming me story, I will attract that yeah. kind of life. Boom. I love that. Um, okay, I want to ask you, so how, how can women not settle, right? Or how do like, how do we just all of us in this journey, if it's for guys and girls, how do we not settle? Like, I love the list that you just described. And, and so we're, we're trying to become somebody. Um, we're trying to meet somebody right and so how do you just not settle for the first person that comes along but also not miss the first person like your friend um so how do we not settle yeah i think it going back to what i shared is a practical and a tactical way of having non-negotiables and if if she or he meets the non-negotiables being open to explore if if it goes somewhere um but ultimately especially for you ladies know your worth man know your worth stop settling for the d-bag that doesn't care about you that just likes your body that you know as soon as looks start fading is on to the next young girl that's not what you want mm -hmm. and and maybe unfortunately due to our our childhood trauma and our conditioning and our upbringing there's a sense of attraction that's created in that friction um, that's not talked about a lot, but you need to break that off. That's generational curses and things that can be broken off. I would say, when, here's the thing. When you know your worth, like ladies, when you know, like, oh, no, I'm a queen and I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. You're not going to settle for anything less. You're not going to settle for less than a man treating you in the way that you deserve. And men, when you know your worth, you're not going to settle for anything less than that in a woman. And, and I think that can be difficult, right? Because we get lonely. We're in this journey. And we're like, man, I'm just so tired of being alone. I'm just so bad. want to be married or I want a family that we end up settling for the next person to come into our life out of loneliness and feelings and emotions instead of being intentional. So my biggest wisdom is don't settle at all be intentional, have non-negotiables, and that's your rules that you play the game by. I shouldn't call it a game, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. No, that's so powerful. I love it. All right. You have any other questions from the guys? Yes. Um, I guess we might have covered some of these. Let me look here. Uh, 
you know, there's, and I guess we could reiterate this, but what's the ideal time frame, first, second, third conversation, when a man should be straightforward with his intentions towards a woman? Um, meaning he's interested in more than just being friends. We kind of touched on that, but I'll ask it again in that way. You already, I'm a fan of be straightforward earlier than later. Um, it depends on the context, the time, the place. So obviously if you've met somebody like in a dating context, like on a dating app, you're, you, you can definitely make it clear really quickly. If you met somebody at the grocery store and you're having that first cup of coffee, you might want to have a conversation or two. Um, but I wouldn't be having like four, five, six, a year's worth of hangout times before you're letting somebody know what your intentions are. Um, so I'm always a fan of if you're interested at all, like have a conversation, tap into your discernment and be honest up front. So good. All right. This next one's kind of hard to ask. I'll do my best to word it. So basically the question that's being framed from this guy is when a man got women, you have to understand too, for a man to get to a point to where we're vulnerable enough to open ourselves up to you. That's hard for us to do most of the time, because we've been vulnerable. We've taken the walls down and we've been crushed. I've had my heart broken by a woman. You've probably had your heart broken by a man. It is not a good feeling. And for a man, the way that we're wired, our primal instincts, our warrior inside of us is to protect ourselves at all costs. That's how our brains are wired. So when a man gets vulnerable with a woman and then that is, she hurts him, it's hard for him to get vulnerable again. So with that context being said, why is it that when men do open up to women, and I know you have a good answer for this, it tends to frighten them and push them away. But when a man is cl a closed door, it's more attractive to women. Now, this is a perspective from the guys that have opened their heart up to women, but see that the D-bags that are always closed off and talking to, you know, 10 girls sleeping with three of them are the ones women are attracted to versus the guy that's really all in and vulnerable. Yeah, so I think this question, ladies, reveals a powerful insight into what guys think about us and how approachable we are or not approachable. Um, we obviously just heard that there's an assumption that we're more attracted to men who maybe aren't as authentic with their emotions or how they feel, um, but that we're more attracted to like the bad boy. Um, and while that might be true for some people, like it's not when you know who you are, that's not true. Um, when you are healthy and you're showing up to a relationship, like with intention, um, you know what you want, you know what you bring to the table, you love yourself. Um, like, it's the most attractive thing for a guy to be honest with you. Um, and so I think there's multiple, we've talked about time, place and setting a lot. And there's just maturity um, at, at play for both parties. And so I think when a man is mature enough to be honest and vulnerable, like ladies, let's be mature enough in how we respond first and foremost. Um, so even if, if the timing is off and it's like 24 hours in and this guy just feels safe enough to tell you his deepest secret or whatever the case may be, have the, have the maturity and how you respond. Um, and just be honest. Um, in with you guys, I, I tried online dating and sometimes you text and you talk with people. And so, I mean, that's how it meets. That's how it happens. That's what online dating is. And so sometimes you run into, you're texting with somebody for 24 hours and they're starting to go deep really fast. And okay. sometimes 
it's just not the right timing. And I think um, for women, like, guys, if you're going to be raw and authentic, like, don't do it over a text message. <laughs> like, FaceTime, make a phone call, do it in person, like, be real that way when it's through a screen it can it can feel it's it's hard to read someone's emotion it's hard to respond really well and so I just think make sure you're in the right time and space and um and and just how you're communicating it um this the thing I will say to the guys if a woman finds that unattractive like you've had a couple coffee dates with her you like her maybe you've even had the intention conversation and you share something that's kind of vulnerable and she responds in a way that um, that's not attractive to her. Just thank God for protecting you from that girl. Amen. Like, ladies, I I am one. But if she, if that's how she's responding, she's not emotionally healthy. She doesn't know who she is, and she needs to spend some time working on her. Um, that I mean, that's just that is what it is. Coming from the place where like. I am having conversations with people, right? And so you're on those coffee dates and somebody chooses to be raw and authentic with me. Um, I always view it as an opportunity to lean into a conversation. It might be an uncomfortable conversation. It might cause some questions. Um, but at the end of the day, if both of us are mature and you're being authentic from a place of maturity and health. And I'm showing up from a place of authenticity and maturity and health. Then we're either gonna have a great conversation and keep moving forward with more clarity, or we're going to both discover, Hey, I think we're headed in different directions. That doesn't mean that like either one of us is wrong or bad. It just means like you're going through something and it's not, we're not headed in the right direction. Um, and so have the maturity on both ends that if a girl decides to not move forward with you after you're vulnerable, it's not a reflection of you either. Like it's what's happening in both of you. Does that answer that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, no, that was, that was really good, too. And, and as you were talking, like, I, I always think about, like, man, what is it? Women also, they want to be led. They want to feel protected. They want to feel like these different things and stuff. And to the men, there is a level of discernment and understanding when is the appropriate time to be vulnerable with a woman. If you're doing that 24, 48 hours in a conversation, I can understand how it would push someone away. Honestly, if a woman did that in 24 to 40 hours conversation with me, it's pushing me away, right? Like, hey, we don't even know each other that good. Right. And you're telling me all your ish. And it's like, I, I'm, I feel for you that you, you want someone to talk to, but mm -hmm. can we not get to know each other on a deeper level before we go that deep? So to the guy that asked this, I think um, what Emily said about her maturity is really big. If you've developed that relational equity, and I use that word very intentionally, mm -hmm. um, and then there is a time where you get vulnerable and you open up to a woman and she's not receptive, there's a good chance she's just not in a place of maturity in her own life. Um, I've experienced that with women, you know what I mean? And there's been women that I've been head over heels for and this and that. And the truth was when we got to that point, we went through all the phases she wasn't emotionally mature enough to step into more and deeper meaning in the relationship. And then that, that's a tough point to be at. It's like, man, I really like you, but you're really not mature enough for this to evolve right now. Then it comes down to, am I willing to wait for you to become mature enough, knowing I'm probably going to get hurt in that time frame, Or do I walk away now and save myself heartache? I've typically been the guy to walk away that's just me. It's like, Hey, you know, this is where we're at. You're not ready to take it to that next phase. I'm out. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. Have you heard of um, that saying like 
the depth of relationship is the depth of the truth that you can share? Yes, I have heard that. I think that's definitely yes. very true. Could you say that again? <laughs> Siri said, sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> she wants to, <laughs> Siri's taking notes. Yes, the depth of relationship is the depth of the truth that you can share. And so obviously, like, yeah, it's just a whole lot of discernment. I mean, a cu couple coffee dates in depends on the topic. What are we talking about? Like, you know, and so it's just having that depth. And yeah. Any other questions, Cody, from the guys before we wrap up this singleness Q&A? <laughs> I think this was awesome. I you know, I think there's a million things that we could talk about. And, and you've know, been going over an hour and we've covered a lot. I would say I if they have more questions. They should go follow what you're doing in your blogs because they're going to get some awesome answers. As you guys can see, she she brings on, you know, people like me, has these conversations, interviews people. Um, I would encourage the audience to go follow you more, Emily, and see what you're sharing with the world because it's really special. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you being, for being a part of becomingme.tv. And y'all make sure you follow Cody too. He might not always talk about some of the relationship stuff, but you're going to get great content every single day, especially some of my personal favorite 30 second motivation checks, you know. <laughs> well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us for this singleness and relationships Q&A special Valentine's Day edition of Warrior Conversations. Thank you for submitting your questions like y'all who took the time to submit all of these. And we only scratched the surface. Thank you. That was incredible. Um, and stay tuned at becomingme.tv. I have a feeling we will be sharing some more things centered around, around your questions there. So thank you. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate you. Before I go, I, you know me, I'm an encourager. And I would yes. to, to, to speak some encouragement into the audience. Um, if, if you're a single guy or you're a single girl right now, and you're going through that season in your life, understand me and Emily are both single, right? That's why we did this today. Um, we'd be lying if we told you we don't struggle, that we don't feel lonely at night, that we don't go through our own battles with still being single. We all do. Most people okay. just won't tell you that. Um, I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Continue to work on you. Continue to grow you. If you haven't done the practice I shared today of writing down your non-negotiables, your preferences, and then the type of man or woman that person deserves, do it. Yeah. When you put in the work and you take the time to work on yourself and grow, it, it's amazing. Um, you know, what I learned in life is what we chase eludes us and what we attract comes to us. You want a significant other, grow so much that people are just drawn to you. Women are attracted to you, men. Guys are attracted to you, women, because you're not out there desperate and thirsty for the next relationship. You're focused on you and becoming the best version of you and inevitably you will attract a significant other. I live my life by that. I haven't made it to the other side of that journey to where I've met my wife and I'm married and I have a family. But as a man that's going through the rough doing that every day, I can tell you every day I learn more about Cody, who I am and what I want. And, and I, I feel empowered through this journey. And, and I just don't give up. I know it's tough and, and you're allowed to feel emotional at times, but know that the every day you step into that greatness that's inside of you, that God does have that person for you. Yes, so much wisdom. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for sharing that, Cody. You're awesome. I appreciate it. You're awesome, Emily. Thanks so much for having me on here. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your Valentine's Day. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.